This is On Location. I'm Joe Mamlin. This is the second in our four-part series recorded on location at the NCO Leadership Symposium in beautiful downtown Minneapolis, Minnesota. But first, On Location is produced by Lori Rummage-King, Lisa Skinnador, and me, with help from our executive producers, Tim Leitner and Judith Green. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public, among others. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast service and tell all your friends. Today's episode is hosted by Tim Leitner and is a conversation with Craig Bersham and Tangular Gray. As the outgoing and incoming NCA presidents, they will be talking about the NCA presidency, about how our organization has an impact on the greater community, and about their own careers, and about their experience with the child support program. It's going to be a great episode, so stick around, and we'll be right back. Tim Leitner. I'm with Alaska Child Support Services Division. And with me, we have Craig Bersham, the Deputy Commissioner for the Virginia Department of Social Services, Division of Child Support Enforcement, and Tangela Gray, the 40 Director of the Georgia Department of Human Services, Division of Child Support Services. We have a great panel today, and I'm going to turn it over to Tangela and Craig to introduce themselves. So I am uh, Craig Bersham, and he, uh, as Tim gave my title, and I have worked in child support for probably about 25 years, 26 years. I started my career getting out of law school and working for legal aid, so uh, in the Tidewater area of Virginia, helping primarily on the other side, helping mothers keep their children when they were removed by the state. Uh, and and um, then I left there and went to the Poverty Law Center in Richmond, Virginia, where I worked on legislation uh, on poverty issues, primarily related to family law. Uh, I was involved in a lawsuit against the state for not processing food stamp benefits in a timely process. Uh, and the senior assistant attorney general that was on the other side of the table said I was the only one that was calm during the negotiations and he offered me a job to come work at the Attorney General's office in 1993 where I represented the Department of Social Services primarily in benefit appeals and uh, licensing appeals and then moved over to child support, became a managing attorney in child support, then became the section chief for the department and for the uh, office of the Attorney General. And then about six years ago, the 4D director retired from Virginia 
and I applied and got his position. So for about the last, uh, just about six years, I've been the 4D director. Wow. And my name is Tangela Gray. I am the 4D director for Georgia. Uh, I graduated from Battlefield State University with an accounting degree, and I wanted to become this big-time famous CPA. Uh, and unfortunately, I didn't have a job after I graduated, so I applied for an accounting clerk position with the state of Georgia. Uh, the goal was to save funds in order to take my uh, CPA course and exam. And uh, the Georgia Department of Human Services was really good to me. Multiple years later, including eight promotional opportunities, um, I've served in a variety of those roles that led to my appointment to the 40 director's position in 2013. Uh, I have been with the Child Support Program for 25 years. It will be 26 this upcoming December. That is so awesome. Yeah, you know, Tim, I know we're just having kind of a casual conversation here, and I, I think it's interesting sometimes to connect the dots in your life and, and how you get to where you get. And I remember uh, being young, and my father had a heart attack at a very early age, and when he um, started to go back to work, he was discriminated against because of that medical condition. Even though he had fully recovered, they sort of thought, oh, he's damaged goods. And, and so he ended up having to leave that job. And that's how I moved from California to the West Coast. And another thing I vividly remember is being a newspaper boy and delivering the afternoon newspaper and uh, seeing elderly folks in the nursing home. And it just had a profound impact on me. And that was, you know, now that I look back, I see that those two instances probably helped me one, to decide to become an attorney, to, to right those wrongs, but also to get into public service. I really appreciate your story, Craig, because I have one as well. Um, as you mentioned about your childhood experience, I am from a very small town called Pelham, Georgia. And um, being raised in a small town, just like any other area, presents its own set of challenges. And so I knew by going to college that would be my opportunity to um, advance myself and establish some type of um, career for myself. Uh, I mentioned previously how I wanted to be this big-time CPA mm -hmm. with my accounting degree. And um, believe it or not, even after I got the entry-level position with the state, making $16,102. Um, I was still focused on being the accounting manager. And so with the promotional opportunities I was afforded, it really gave me a very broad view of the child support program. And then my personal experience also provided me with a different view because I find myself young, single with two children needing child support. And then later I started working for child support so I better understood the process and the system. And then I married uh, a person who was ordered to pay child support. Wow. So I feel like my personal and professional experience has been one that really and truly can um, move the child support program forward. And that's so cool that 
uh, you saw both sides of it as yeah. being the custodial parent, but then also being married to somebody who owed. Parent. Yes. Yeah. And I, I I'll just say you're 16,500 when I started at legal aid, 18,500. <laughs> so we both have that in common. <laughs> So Craig, let me kind of throw this back to you a little bit. Um, this past year, you've served as the NCA president. And can you, can you tell us a little bit more about that? What was your role? What did you do? Um, just a little bit more. Sure. So um, the NCA presidency is for 12 months, and it begins on September 1st. Uh, last year, I was elected by the board to be president. Uh, I kind of knew because I had been president-elect for the year before what was expected to me. Uh, of course, I had a great mentor in that Diane Potts was president and I was involved when you're president-elect, uh, you're part of the executive committee that meets weekly. So the president, the president-elect, the treasurer, the secretary, uh, and at that, and then international relations person all meet every week. So you sort of kind of get the feel for what you're gonna be in for for when you're president. But I think the big sort of daunting thing on September 1 is, okay, it's now yours. And uh, there are 16 committees uh, in NCIA. It's a huge group of people. Uh, at one point, and we all have full-time jobs and, and very demanding jobs. So I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna deal with these 16 committees? But then I sat back and I realized I had already done the hard work of selecting committee chairs. And you know my philosophy, my management philosophy is, uh, is in at home as a 4D director. I applied to NCIA, which is basically to put good people in charge, let them pick their staff, and let them go. And so I um, had appointed the committee chairs, and I told them that this was their committee. Uh, follow the strategic plan. We do have a strategic, a three-year strategic plan at NCIA and that if they had concerns or issues to call me and that I would try to drop in on as many meetings as I could. So it was interesting. Uh, if you looked at my calendar last year, there was very little blank space <laughs> because every committee was on there. And if I had the opportunity, I always tried to drop in periodically to those committees. Uh, so that was kind of the uh, first year. But I, I will say, I think it, it it went really well, and another reason it went really well is that NCIA, our organization has a professional management staff, MCI, that helps manage our organization. We have two full-time people in the executive director, uh, Anne-Marie Ruskin and Gillian Krug, who uh, is staff member. Those people do just a tremendous amount of work, and uh, I had the benefit that their offices are in Reston, Virginia, Northern Virginia, and I'm in Richmond. So uh, it really worked out well that I could travel two, two hours up the road and spend a day with them and just kind of go over where everybody was and what's going on. So that made it a lot less stressful. And I tell you, it's probably been one of the biggest honors of my professional career to serve as president. And, and you know, once again, as a lot of people say, it's all about the people and in, and in child support, it's just a great family. It's a great family of people. Uh, as I said earlier this morning in the plenary, uh, South Carolina had started, got their system up and running. All of us are so happy for them because we know how difficult that is. And so I think, once again, just having this great family of professionals uh, makes, it, makes the job a lot easier. 
So I'll, I'll ask a couple um, just follow-up questions, Craig. Um, can you tell us um, some of your greatest challenges this year? Yeah, well, I, I would say one of the biggest challenges right off the bat, and, and I'm, you know, Tangela has just been going through this, is picking the committee chairs, right? Because uh, I don't know, it's always difficult to reach out to somebody and ask them to, to take part of their uh, heavy work and, and get involved in this volunteer organization. So I think that uh, the first challenge was setting the team in place and getting that done quickly uh, so that on September 1, we're ready to go. Uh, fortunately, this year we had we didn't have some of the challenges that we had last year, like renewing our contract with our, our association and dealing with some financial obstacles. But I would say one of the things we anticipated last year that we wanted to do differently this year was to start our policy planning session at Leadership Symposium in uh, Pittsburgh. So Diane and me and Robert Dorr sat at a table with cocktail napkins and started sketching out, you know, what is that policy form gonna look like? Uh, we put together the team for the policy form and then we made the decision that after policy or for leadership, the next uh, team, uh, we decided to meet after policy form, which was the first time we had done that. And really the goal in both those cases was trying to get the agenda nailed down early, to get speakers nailed down early. I think that's a big challenge for every president and for those committees to do, um, but they did a fantastic job. I mean, we exceeded all expectations at Policy Forum. Today, here in um, Minnesota, we have uh, over 740 registrants, which has blown away our expectations. And I will just tell you, uh, those, those, that's probably been the biggest challenges I've had. We continue to do the day-to-day -day work. I mean, it's amazing how much work the committees do. We have quick fact papers that PGR is doing. Our membership committee is always trying to get new members. Communications committee, uh, you know, had a lot of challenges this year to start getting and, and getting social media and getting content to put out on social media. So there's always these challenges that we have to face, but I think because once again, we have great leadership on the committees, it's made my job pretty easy. So, Tangela, you're the incoming president, the president-elect for just a few more days. Um, let me ask you, what, what led you to pursue this opportunity with NCIA? So um, my experience was just a little bit different than Craig's. I was recommended to um, serve on the board. So my former uh, commissioner, Keith Horton, thought it would be an excellent opportunity. So he recommended and nominated me for the board. Uh, he shared with me at that time that he thought it would help broaden my view outside of just the child support program in Georgia since I've spent all of my state government experience. And he was right. Um, I served as a director first, uh, and I learned a lot about nonprofit organizations, um, the bylaws that's associated with it. I didn't know anything about associate management companies. Uh, and then I learned even more about making sure that we take our responsibility seriously regarding the financial position of the organization. That is outside of my primary job. Uh, then I moved on to serving as a secretary. Uh, that job is really, really hard, making sure that you document the minutes and meeting notes. 
not only for just the executive committee, but for the full board as well. And I actually learned a lot in that area too, because those notes and meeting minutes are very important for references um, as the board is making decisions, not just for the current year, for previous years as well. And then, as you mentioned, I'm currently serving as the president-elect. Um, I too have been very fortunate um, to serve not only under Diane Potts, our former president, but also under Craig. Um, I believe in empowering people and supporting people. I really appreciate Craig's leadership in that area. Um, the president-elect is responsible for not only supporting the president, but also making sure they guide the audit and awards committee. Uh, the audit committee is a little tough, it's a little different. Uh, you want to make sure that things are uh, in compliance for the organization. Good thing we had your accounting background involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then the award committee, which is so very exciting. Uh, we just want to, to do a better job of making sure that people are aware of all of our award categories and getting more nominations moving forward. It has been a very informative experience. Yeah, and Tim, I would just say one of the other challenges I think is uh, we are the, the, we do advocacy and looking at, we're trying to shape the future of children. So a lot of what we're doing is talking about these cutting edge issues. And I think one of them that we've talked about just at the tail end of, um, last year in, in the end of August we issued a letter on the cooperation issues so whether or not if you're getting SNAP benefits you should have to cooperate with child support and I think there's a lot of one of the challenges we get is when you have a, an association that is this diverse mm -hmm. how do you come to a consensus when you're addressing uh, Congress or Capitol Hill on how to move forward. And I thought the cooperation was one of those challenges in that there are some states that, that require cooperation and, and say it's working well, and there's other states that had cooperation and then stopped doing it. And so talking to PGR and, and uh, um, Kate Cooper Richardson and Lisa Skendor was, as the co-chairs, is how do we draft a document that everybody in the association feels comfortable with. And there were some very strong opinions on both sides. And what we ended up doing, which I thought was really good, and I think Congress did because they adopted it, is we took the position that US, uh, I think it, it was in the Farm Bill, so the USDA and OCSE should work together to analyze those states where it's working well and those states that stopped and why they stopped and to come back to Congress with a recommendation. And that's exactly what we proposed in our letter and that's exactly what Congress directed. So I think that was a big challenge uh, on a couple levels just to try to get consensus on how we should respond. And I think sometimes maybe we shouldn't respond because we can't get a consensus and that's just as important. So I think that is a difficult thing, but I do think this is an organization that's trying to lead in child support and we need to make those decisions and we need to vocalize our decisions. I agree, I agree. So Tangela, as, you, as you're coming in, let me just ask a little bit about um, what are some of your areas of thought or focus for the next year? Kind of what is your vision as you're, as you're um, moving forward? So, um, I would like to continue the foundation that both Diane and Craig has established um, when it comes down to inclusion. I 
think um, both of them have done an outstanding job with um, increasing participation um, with our NCA members. Um, I also think they've done an outstanding job with communicating the services that NCA offers. Uh, that is extremely important in my view because NCA is a national organization. And um, since child support is structured so differently, and as Craig mentioned, um, the member population is so diverse, it is extremely important that we communicate the services that we provide, uh, how they not only just impact the families, but how they actually impact the employees mm. who are supporting the child support industry. Mm. Yeah. And so you mentioned vision, and I cannot stress enough, I think, for me, I want to continue to communicate a vision of engagement. Um, again, engagement around the people that we serve and trying to build that trust, uh, and especially engagement in the community, uh, because NCIA is truly shaping the future of child support. Yeah. Awesome. So, and that's inspiring to me. Um, mm -hmm. When you think about that, and if, if you were to think that this was the tail end of your presidency, what what are you hoping to um, what are you hoping or thinking will be your greatest reward with with all said and done? Where do you think you'll end up? So that's a great question, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> it's kind of hard to say, but I would guess that we would have made some progress. Um, it is very important to identify where we are now as a national organization. And at the end of my term, I am hoping that we would have progressed in one area or the other. Um, I really appreciate Craig's feedback earlier because when he talked about us having full-time jobs, I think balance would be the greatest challenge because we are employees of state agencies. Uh, and we have to be very balanced as we assume the role of the board. The role of the board is to support the national organization, but um, there can be views that could be conflicting. So making sure that we are supporting the national organization and making sure we're not bringing anything negative to the state agencies that we are employed by uh, would be the, the greatest challenge in that balance. So Craig, you've got um, a couple of weeks left. Mm -hmm. um, let me ask you, what what will you miss most about having been NCS president? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, it always comes down to the people with me and the relationships you build. Uh, I have absolutely loved working with our executive committee this year. Uh, Tangela's going to be a fantastic president. You, know, you always hope that you're gonna hand it off to somebody who's gonna make it even better. And I think uh, Diane had that same kind of feeling. She laid a really great foundation for us. We're on a trajectory that we're gonna have uh, uh, over 700 this year. We might have even more than that next year. I know Tangela's gonna work hard to make that happen. And, uh, and just making sure the day-to-day -day work continues on because there's so much other work that is done by the committees that goes unseen. I think one of the surprises to me in my undergrad is in hospitality management, so I kind of know the hotel field, but just the number of um, 
the number of details that has to go into putting on a conference this size and working intimately with our MCI staff. Uh, when you see that a gallon of, of coffee costs $95, it's just mind-blowing. There's a book that's two inches thick that has every detail of everything that's going on in this conference. It's a big deal and it's a lot of work to put one on great. And um, I truly believe that NCA puts on a really high quality professional uh, conference. And I think that's uh, one of the hallmarks of this organization. But I will greatly miss, now I'll be past president, so I'll get to still work with all these folks. Uh, but uh, it'll be just maybe on a little less stressful. So maybe I'll have a little more of that work-life balance back, uh, which I am looking forward to. So, Tangela, I'm going to kind of swing over to um, ask you a couple things here. So, as incoming president, and as Craig is, I don't want to say outgoing president, but it's kind of what it is, yeah. transitioning, um, what is one piece of advice that you're hoping Craig will um, give you? I am hoping that he's going to tell me about those things that people tend to not want to talk about. I mean, those very important things um, that people tend to say, okay, you know, this is just too sensitive to address. Those are the things you have to know about walking in and be prepared, even if you can't resolve them. Uh, that, I think that's the biggest piece that I'm looking for from Craig. Yeah, and this is kind of like kiss and tell because Angela and I <laughs> Have, uh, have gone to lunch and we've discussed some of those items. You know, there's some things just in an organization that um, arise that are difficult and you have to work through. And I think uh, Tangela and I have had that, I, I've told her what I thought my challenges were. I, I don't think it's really appropriate to necessarily go into those, <laughs> but but um, they're just part of, part of life and mm -hmm. part of what you have to deal with and as a leader. And, and I know Tangela's got this, you know, she, she knows how to do this. So she's gonna be great, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So let me, let me um, ask one kind of follow-up uh, question. If you had to ask each other one question for this podcast um, based on this past year and the year coming up, what would you ask each other? Throwing you a little bit of a curveball. I see. Yeah, I mean, Tim didn't prep us for this I question, know, right? so I'm really feeling kind of annoyed at him right now. <laughs> <laughs> I could take a stab at it, though. Okay. I would say... Um, what do you think, Craig, has been your greatest lesson learned? Well, that's a great question, Tangela. Um, I think maybe, again, I'll give you two. I think one is um, sometimes when we're at this level, um, you sort of doubt your self-confidence sometimes because it's, it's, it's a pretty daunting job. Mm -hmm. I mean, just even this morning standing in front of 750 people and trying to get everybody energized about this conference. And, you know, I was sitting in the room last night thinking about that and because uh, I, I think if you don't get nervous, then there's probably something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. But then at some point you have to get to the point where you get this calm and mm -hmm. you're able to go forth. So I think it was kind of learning this year that I can do this, that I can have that confidence, that I can go out there, that I'm, I should have that self-confidence in myself. And sometimes you doubt it, but, um, but so I think that was a great 
learning lesson for me. And then just reaffirming my trust in folks, being able to let empower people to make decisions and then seeing them just go and do, and that's really rewarding as well. And I guess my question to you, Tangela, is um, what are, I know there's a lot of challenges and I know your calendars can get full, filled up, but what are you looking forward to as when you're president? Is there something in particular that you, you're really ready to dive into? That's a good question too. And I am a firm believer in being a continuous learner. Mm. So um, I would have to say that is what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking to learn more than I know already. Um, NCA, as I previously mentioned, is a national organization. Um, the professional development opportunity, um, I just think, is well worth the work and the commitment that's going to come with the presidency. Yeah, and you know, as you say that, I think um, when I look around at great leaders, there are always people who are curious, who want to know more, who want to try to understand things. I'm exactly with you on that. I, I am always curious to find out how things work, what makes people tick, and mm -hmm. and I, I know you're the same way, Tangela. I, I think we're uh, that's that's the hallmark of a great leader. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, on a, on a personal level, I want to thank you, Craig, for your leadership, for your support, and your and your encouragement during this past year. It has been, uh, on a very personal level, um, very valued by me. Thank you, Tangela. And Tangela, I'm excited for you coming in. Just the passion that you bring, um, just the excitement. Um, I'm looking forward to another great year. Thank you. So um, it's it's going to be it's going to be awesome. to our guests, Craig and Tangela, for making time to be on the podcast. And of course, thanks to Tim for leading the conversation. This podcast is available on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public. So be sure to subscribe and listen to all of our episodes. We'd also appreciate your ratings, your feedback, your comments, and your suggestions. On Location is a production of the INSEA Communications Committee. It is produced by Lori Rummage-Kane, Lisa Skinnador, and me, with help from our executive producers, Tim Leitner and Judith Green. Thanks for joining me. I'm Joe Mamlin, and this has been On Location.